Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology. So this is episode 192, and uh, yeah, we are getting pretty close to 200 there. I feel like I, I want to make like a big cake with a big 200 on it. I got to think about what kind of ingredients I want. Venus is still in Leo, you know, so we're still partying. <laughs> we're, we're just, you know, the Leo thing. We just cel celebrate anything. Celebrate all year long. <laughs> but yeah, so episode 192. So in this episode, um, I, I want to, um, I, I'm going to just walk us through, by the way, happy new moon, everyone. Um, started uh, Eastern Standard Time or about 4 a.m. this morning, Saturday, August 27th. And um, I'm going to walk us through quickly the new moon and the signs. I forgot to do that in the last video. And then I'm just going to get into the astrology of September. It's a busy month. Um, yeah. So, and I have thoughts to share about that. But um, anyway, so yeah, uh, before we start, yes, I think everybody, we can all feel that uh, Mercury, you know, the Mercury to reiterate about this, these next several months, Mercury and Mars are very, very prominent and are going to be, especially with Mars going retrograde in Gemini, spending seven months in that sign and in Mercury's domain. And then Mercury right now is in shadow retrograde and it's about to go retrograde in another, I don't know, 10 days or so. So um, there's a lot in, in um, a lot coming up about change um, in, in its all its facets. Um, but anyway, so the new moon, I'm gonna pull this up for you, you guys, the new moon in the sign of Sagittarius. Here it is for Washington, DC. Uh, four degrees, as you can see, we have that exact square overcoming square from Mars. So, you know, there's this push pull about feeling, uh, you know, like rush, 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 got to get things done, got to make new inroads, you know, buzz here, buzz there, you know, <laughs> Mars is already obnoxious enough, but then you put him in Gemini sign and it's like, I got to go in 20 different directions and I want to investigate everything and I want to know and I'm curious. Well, that's, that's wonderful. But of course, with that square to the sun and Virgo season, it's like, Virgo is like, let's just be disciplined, let's be organized, let's, you know, be discerning and um, sift through and be industrious and efficient. Um, so Mars doesn't like that. <laughs> so they're like clashing. <laughs> so, um, you know, go, 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 but no, slow down. You know, so we're going to be dealing with that all month. Uh, so as we can see here, um, if you are a Leo rising, you start with Leo, uh, this new moon is in the second house, which is about uh, one's, your worth, your um, your personal finances and uh, your possessions, talents, things that you are, that you value greatly so that efficiency and industriousness is going to be occurring in that area of your life with a square from your 11th house, Mars in the 11th, which is the house that rules friends and groups and hopes, wishes and dreams, maybe taking a new direction with friends that you hang out with. And, you know, that's that being at play. Okay, then uh, for Virgo, Virgo rising, this will be in your first house, angular first, very important, um, you know, your physical health for sure, all you Virgo risings. This is the time for everybody, but especially Virgo rising, to do a detox, uh, cleansing and health and attention and service to self-care, for sure self-care and health and uh, dietary regimens, healthy food, healthy eating, um, having that square from Mars and Gemini maybe wants to investigate all different kinds of uh, ways to do that. Uh, so, you know, working that out. And um, that's it also in the 10th area of one's career and public image. So um, 
there is that that square is occurring from the 10th. Okay, uh, the next one is Libra. So Libra rising, this is going to be in your 12th house, which is that, you know, the man cave or the girl cave or woman cave. <laughs> um, it's the hermit's cave, really. And so industriousness, hard work behind the scenes, uh, really culling and cultivating, you know, when you think about Virgo, discernment and uh, efficiency are very, you know, really looking very clearly at everything that Leo has provided, this big opening of light. And then it's like, okay, let's get down to work. Let's see what we need to do and what we need to cull, what we need to take, what's the, you know, the wheat from the chaff. And so that'll be happening for, for all you guys behind the scenes in in solitude, you know, and, and industrious hard work behind the scenes. Um, ninth house is around education. So you might be finding yourself curious about going back to school or taking a class or teaching or, you know, connecting with others of, of a higher mind in a new, new pathways with, you know, perhaps spirituality or new pathways making, you know, some nice exotic trips or long distance trips um, to explore new places. So um, the next sign would be Scorpio rising. So Scorpio, for you Scorpio risings, um, this these, the new moon is going to be in your 11th house, which is friends, groups, hopes, wishes, dreams, one's colleagues. So there's this industriousness and efficiency and a discernment that's taking place amongst in that area of your life. The square from Mars coming from the eighth, Mars in the eighth could be maybe some, it might bring up some um, conflict and uh, with, um, you know, maybe survival issues or, you know, uh, is my mind sharp enough? And can I, you know, am I conflicted with um, and making, having conflicts with my friends, maybe about um, serious heavy issues like life, death, sex, taxes, you know, it's all eighth house. So that might be going on for you. And again, you know, working out that conflict where we're not being impulsive, um, we're getting things done and being efficient, but we don't want to be rash and impulsive about that, especially in those areas. Um, then we have Sag, so Sag rising, and your um, new moon is going to be in the 10th house of your career and your public image. So there's a, a great amount of work and detail and focus in that area of your life, the square coming from the relationship house, seventh house. So maybe taking a new direction, new attitudes regarding your partner or spouse or the people that you collaborate with. Then we have Cap Rising. And so Capricorn Rising, you will have this in your ninth house, the house of God in traditional astrology. So it rules, um, you know, long distance travel and uh, spirituality, esoteric wisdom, academia, higher education, college, very much an, an industrious goal, new goal setting, goal achieving Capricorn Risings. You know, this is, you're going to love this one for hard work and efficiency in those areas of ninth house you know maybe travel maybe you'd travel to i don't know a working farm you know where you can like participate and volunteer your time and um you know create a, you know like in, in israel they have kibbutzes or communes and where everybody works together it's volunteer work um and it might be you know when i say agricultural because <clears throat> virgo rules the harvest so that might be fun or you might find yourself just you know going picking apples in an apple orchard and you know, being um, efficient with your energies around um, around those things, especially as they regard travel or study. 
and then the square would be coming from the sixth house, which is which is the joy of Mars. So then, so just to watch out for you know conflict about your beliefs and ideas, maybe on the job with other people, coworkers, and such. Um, then we have Aquarius rising. That will be um, this new moon will be in your eighth house, which is you know it's a very mystical house. It's a house about death and regeneration and rebirth, uh, transformation, breakdowns to breakthroughs creating um, new places and, and new openings, but looking at maybe some subconscious patterns, maybe overcritical overthinking, the overthinking mind, that, you know, that you want to um, have a new beginning and, and take a new attitude toward um, letting go of those fears and, um, you know, coming up with new belief systems. The square will be coming from your fifth house. So that will be uh, the square from Mars, Mars and Gemini in your fifth might be taking a new direction with you know who you date and who and what you fall in love with um falling in love with books and networking and <laughs> um, making new inroads with um creative projects creative passions children all of those things very fifth house fifth housey okay uh pisces rising this is in your seventh house of marriage and partnership and uh, the industrious new beginning there, uh, you know, clean out, you know, if, you're, if your spouse is not efficient, just throw them away. No, <laughs> lock them in the closet. If they're messy, you know, this might be when you have to clean up their office, because let's face it, you know, especially Virgos, you know, even though they're known as being fastidious, it's like sometimes um, you find your, <laughs> they can also, the shadow is they can be complete slobs. I mean, oh my goodness. I remember a, a friend of mine who's a, a Virgo, um, he said, you know, like twice a year, his wife has to like clean out his home office because it's like it gets overwhelming and he, he just he can't do it. So she has to come in and and, you know, tidy up for him. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, it happens. It's OK. Um, the square from Mars would be coming in your angular fourth. So this is a big deal for you guys. You know, the Pisces rising because they're both angular houses, the square and um, and the new moon is are both in angular houses. So homes and family and home turf, um, where you, you know, hopefully not to get argumentative and try to stand for your truth in your family, but not to be overly critical or um, you know, trying to dominate conversation. Uh, let's see, then we have Aries rising, and this will be in your sixth house of, um, you know, it's health, it's physical health. So for sure, detoxing and um, all things health regimens are very highly indicated the square from the third you might have to you know if your neighbor has cream pie you know you cut him yourself off from him you know it's <laughs> saying come over and eat my deep dish cream you know oh well i've just started a juice fast and now my neighbor made this huge deep dish cheesecake or something <laughs> it's like no right venus and leo in the, in your fifth house hey let's party but it's like no because you know what's happening right now too i'm gonna say it later Venus is right in the over this weekend. It's it's in this opposition with Saturn. So uh, you know the the party bill becomes due. You know, and that's for everybody. But um, anyway, back to the rising signs. Uh, Taurus rising. You will have this new moon in your fifth house of partying, and uh, so efficient efficient efficiency around your creative projects and really discerning. You know, maybe there are some projects that you need to 
take a critical eye to to say, okay, is this really necessary? And culling, culling the things that you need to do and um, making that break. And that might involve some financial um, changes too, because this is the square from Mars is coming in your second house of personal finance. And then we have um, Gemini rising. So this will be in your fourth house, angular fourth. And again, for gem risings, this is also key because they are in angular houses, the square and the new moon, new moon in the fourth, new beginnings and um, ways of being, discernment opportunities, uh, fresh beginnings with the health of your family and your loved ones and your home, certainly tidying up your home very great idea to do with the new moon in in the fourth house for you um gemini risings and a new beginning a new a new look you might say or a new appearance that's a change um and experimenting and exploring different changes and appearances um might also be a part of that okay uh cancer rising third house new moon in the third house of um, siblings and relatives and neighbors and um, also writing contacts, PR, advertising, spreading the word, um, efficiency regarding um, in, in your health and your uh, well-being and self-care in relationship to all these third house things. Maybe you want to write and journal around um, get, you know, take up this opportunity to, to do some, you know, really cool writing and with Mars and the 12th house, you know, just, you know, staying home and, and maybe making that, um, you know, the hermit cave uh, work for you with your writing. And then Leo, um, I think we, yeah, we already started. So we're, that's, that's finished. Okay. <laughs> now we go on to um, the uh, September astrology. So I will say that, um, you know, I feel like the winds of change are, are blowing. <laughs> and they're they're kicking up and so it's a little slow in september but things are going to build and certainly the eclipse season starts at the end of october so it's only two months away less than two months away we'll have our we're back in eclipse season can you believe and solar eclipse lunar eclipse taurus scorpio but right now, there's a lot of indicators that are pointing to um, this, the changes. Um, I think so socially, uh, politically, um, you know, in, in many ways, in the marketplace with Mars going retrograde in Gemini, you know, we want to remember, too, that um, in the chart of the USA, um, we, ha we have natal Mars in Gemini. And so um, in, this, in the angular seventh house, so this is a really big deal for, for the United States. Uh, you know, we could be seeing, um, especially seventh house in a mundane chart rules, um, foreign policy or far, you know, foreign, our, our relations with other countries. And so we could be seeing some, um, you know, some certainly foreign policy and things, some, some changes there, maybe uh, taking agreements in, in a different direction or walking back ones that we thought were the right way to go regarding, you know, especially business and merchants, mer mercantilism is a Gemini thing, promotion, uh, mer merchants, um, things like that. We also have Uranus, this is the Sibley chart. We have Uranus in the, in the seventh house too. And so, uh, we could definitely, crypto plays into this hugely, obviously, you know, Gemini is about currency and um, and Mars going over that point. Um, as a matter of fact, the day that Mars hit that point, just Wednesday, 
Mars hit the Uranus point. And, um, and there was a solar eclipse a couple of years ago, I remember, on eight degrees of uh, Gemini back in, was it 2020 or something? And, um, and I remember, wow, you know, that, that's, and so here's a Mars activation. Well, what happened on that day? Well, think about Gemini education, right? And Uranus is rebellion and a radical change and in, in innovative solution. And, um, you know, stepping outside the box and doing something that maybe has never been done before. Well, that was the day that Biden came up with the big, they signed off the, um, the student loan debt forgiveness. So very clearly right there in the USA chart. Um, anyway, um, so we're going to be seeing a lot of um, a lot of change and um, switching, switching back, of course, with Mars retrograde, kind of like. It's not a powerful place. Mars always wants to charge forward, but he is going to be taking, he's going to, you know, wheels are going to be spinning backwards from October 30th to January 12th. And so we're getting, we've all, we're already in, um, in Mars and Gemini, and then the shadow will start. Uh, let me see, pull up my notes here. Hold on a second. Yeah, so uh, Mars Next Saturday, uh, September 3rd, Mars is going to enter. It's in Gemini right now, but it'll be at eight degrees of Gemini. So that's the shadow, the shadow retrograde. So watch what happens around Labor Day weekend, because everything that the things that come up there, especially if you're you know in, interested in the United States chart and all, just start noticing, um, start noticing things um, in our own charts. Just just see what what comes up in our life that is ripe for re review in terms of our goals mars is about goals and and the ambition and drive and so the, where we thought we were so certain where we were headed it's it's a time when we start saying you know hmm maybe i really don't want to go in that direction or we already know what direction we want to go in but things just slowly start to slow down and our ability to get things done gsd right with mars is saying, wait a minute, you know, no, it's, you might feel challenged when, when Mars in any sign goes retrograde, our, everything slows down and it gets challenged because it's not the time to plow forward. It's like rethinking and strategizing, coming up with new innovative solutions and practical solutions um, that are in another direction. So Saturday, September 3rd, Mars is going to enter that shadow. But before um, before I continue with the rest of the month, I just have to say that over the weekend, today, tomorrow, we have, um, I, I mentioned it as a little joke earlier, Venus opposition with Saturn and Aquarius, and it'll be, um, it'll perfect on Sunday, tomorrow, August 28th, and then it'll, it'll fade um, out, out of, out of uh, range, but that could definitely be about like the party bill, the party of your, the, the Venus and Leo party when when uh, it comes into opposition with Saturn, it's taking a little more serious tone. And it's like, okay, well, let's think about long-term. We need to integrate um, wisdom and patience and, you know, and saying, okay, it's great that we're creative. It's great that we're partying, but you might say, well, how can we, how can we make this joy last? How can we make this joy last? What needs to end in order to really keep it going? weird right you know the endings but keeping something going but sometimes you have to be um you have to put a boundary around something to contain it so that it can be sustained over time um so it, you could also say it could be a check-in with relationships if we've been bold and proud and courageously partying and seeking 
and having, you know, wonderful Leonine love affairs, the, the, the opposition with Saturn is reining it in a little. And it might feel like it might feel a little coldness, like a reality check. Maybe we're asking ourselves, well, you know, where's the accountability here? Or, um, you know, we might be confronted with fears of intimacy or um, lack of love, or maybe asking, you know, will will this love, will this creative project or this romance, will this stand the test of time? That's an, another question we might ask. Commitments, love, pleasure, commitments, you know, um, just coming into, and finances too, you think about Venus, our own personal finances and wealth, Leo, you know, just getting that reality check. So anyway, now on to September. <laughs> so September first, um, this next weekend being Labor Day weekend in the states, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're going to have um, Mercury, of course, which is slowing down. Right? He's he's his little speedy Gonzalez is starting to slow down because he's going to start to retrograde. Um, the exact retrograde won't be until the tenth, and so. Um, Anyway, the Mercury is going is in the sign of Libra is going to be opposing uh, a retrograde Jupiter in Aries. So when you have that Libra Aries access axis axis <laughs> access to the axis, <laughs> Mercury is going to be excuse me. We're inquiring and asking about equality. When you think about Libra and you, you see the opposition with Jupiter, you know, are we being equal? Are we, are we check, you know, let's check in around our agreements and our relations with others. Are we, are we checking our arrogance or, our sen or do we have any sense of entitlement? Um, this is a real soul search with Jupiter and Aries around our will and our desire to fulfill in our hopes, wishes, and dreams, but we don't want to be clobbering people with that either. So um, the, in opposition in traditional astrology is the nature of Saturn, so it requires patience, listening to others. Right. This is our our Labor Day weekend. We have these barbecues and you know beach parties or whatever you know that that's going on for us in. Um, in the northern hemisphere um <laughs> and all of you you guys in the southern hemisphere it's like okay maybe you're having like ice skating ice skating parties you know <laughs> i don't know um but uh, anyway the um the nature of saturn is about patience it's about listening to others uh think about speaking up for equality equality for others equality and fairness for ourselves a uh, sense of, of diplomacy, being diplomatic, uh, can, perhaps like we said, you know, contending with arrogance, uh, trying to discover our truth, but always in 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 the context of uh, relations with others and seeking peace and harmony and agreement, because that's what Libra wants. Libra wants love and peace and harmony and agreement. So our attitudes and ideas about that, our mind set is you know along that trajectory that we'll be feeling that throughout the uh, Labor Day weekend. Uh, Saturday is also the day that Mars enters shadow retrograde as I said earlier so we want to be on the lookout for the Mars the Mars archetype of ourselves as as that warrior and that that curious warrior Mars in Gemini, you know, let's not have a war of words or war of ideas, but we can stand passionately for um, beliefs and our desire to investigate different beliefs and different ways of being uh, that are, you know, different from maybe, you know, what we're used to. Uh, a friend of mine um, said, um, 
she was thinking about changing her name um, and using, she always used her middle name throughout her whole life. And now she's thinking about using her birth name, which is was never used socially because it, it, everything on the, um, you know, it's always been the middle name. And um, I know my, my own mother had um, her name. She always used her middle name because my grandmother had the same, she named her, my grandmother named her after her. So in order to distinguish the two, my mom used her middle name. So that, you know, it's very common, but see here it is with Mars and Gemini taking a new direction with your name. You know, you could find yourself wanting to change your name or knowing people and friends and relatives and in-laws and cousins and, and such nieces, nephews, you know, that, that uh, changed their name. So anyway, uh, Mars entering this shadow retrograde is, is that a time that happens starting Saturday, September 3rd. Monday, September 5th, Labor Day in the USA, uh, we have Mars is going to be conjunct the USA, the Uranus of the USA. And so I wonder about, um, hold on, let me just check and make sure, because I, I was looking at Biden's chart and then, okay, Biden, yeah, that was the debt forgiveness. Okay, so transiting Mars conjunct the USA Uranus, you know, just being Virgo efficiency, have to check those details hold on okay yeah i'm glad i checked um it, it's actually sunday night it's late, uh, later eight o'clock sunday night uh, eastern time transiting mars is going to conjunct the usa uranus so that's that activation of that eclipse that happened a couple of years ago it's interesting because you know if you listen to the channel um you know i'm i'm such an eclipse nerd and eclipse mars activates eclipse points and it even can be after that nodal axis shift like that was back when we had gemini sagittarius eclipses but eclipses can last the effects can last well into a year or two years or even further um but yeah so um some kind of um new movement and back then i remember it was like the whole there was a big issue around robotics in the workplace you know with amazon and, and all these warehouses that are increasingly uses, using robots, um, which would be a very Uranus and Gemini kind of thing, right? Robotics in the workplace, Mars being action taken, uh, movement forward, also can be cutting off or uh, arguments and disagreements around that. And, you know, very much so uh, people unionizing. It's been in, in the news around Starbucks wanting to unionize. I don't know what the latest uh, development is around that but you know these are places and things that you'll hear around um democracy you know with uranus about democracy and you know being standing strong and uh, protesting about uh, these various things um or especially as regards the workplace so um on sunday um and of course mars as my one of my first teachers always said you know mars likes to jump the gun right he's impatient so it might not be it'll, it'll perfect on sunday but it, it could easily happen friday or or even earlier you know where you where you have this sudden change a sudden movement that could certainly relate to cryptocurrency with uh, gemini ruling currency in markets and commerce and such or just selling or internet selling in the marketplace um, it could also be when you think about like earth changes and such uh, wind storms with with Gemini being an air sign and Uranus, you know, sudden catastrophic, you know, hopefully God 
God willing, we we don't have this, so goddess willing, but um, you know, the, it, it could provide, it could be the space where these things happen, where there's sudden windstorms uh, shaking things up and, um, you know, messing up neighborhoods, I think Gemini, local travel being cut off, you know, things, things of that nature. So, um, you know, tumultuous there over, the, over this Labor Day weekend. Um, then on Wednesday, you know, um, from from the fifth um, to the 29th, Venus will be on the fifth. Okay, we'll go chronologically here. It is Virgo season. We must be linear. <laughs> Mars is like, no, you don't have to. You can go all around. It's all right. Bounce around. All right, Mars. I'm listening to you, but I'm listening to the sun, but I'm listening to Mars. Ah! <laughs> anyway, um, September 5th to the 29th, Venus will enter Virgo. So she's been partying her tush off in Leo. And then it's called party's over. Let's clean up, right? Let's clean up our, our wild excess. Um, if there has been <laughs> and all that, all that wonderful, sweet, you know, delicious partying with huge birthday cakes, you know, and now it's like, okay, got to diet. Venus is in her fall in Virgo, doesn't get a lot of support, you know, because Venus wants to be, you know, cushy and comfortable and have parties and such, doesn't want to eat, you know, steamed broccoli rob after a month of eating, you know, pastry. So um, is in, uh, she's in her fall. Now, most of the month of, of um, through the 29th, so essentially the whole month of September will be Venus in, in Virgo. And, um, and you know, what we also, with Venus ruling relationships, we might find ourselves being very, uh, really looking carefully around relationships and are they working? And is this, is, is this relationship um, supportive of me? Is, it, is, is there any care here? It could be very difficult to find a cushy, caring uh, situation. We might want to be practicing discernment with our love connections and friendships and relationships with others. Uh, culling, you know, maybe there's a culling that has to happen where um, separating the wheat from the chaff of what's really essential and let's let's get down to work. Let's be efficient with our and how we meet and connect with each other. Uh, maybe with Mercury um, in in Mercury's temple, Mercury being about to go retrograde, we could be seeing the endings of friendships and relationships that are not working coming to an end. That's typical of when Mercury goes retrograde in any sign, but especially with Venus and Virgo, yeah, we could be seeing relationships that are have a, an expiration date that are just coming due, like, okay, not working, uh, not working for me. And maybe asking, you know, what could be fixed or what solutions could be, you know, we don't, instead of like maybe tossing it out altogether, maybe there's a solution involved that you don't have to just end things, but sometimes you do. So that's Venus and Virgo. Um, and then the, um, the 10th on uh, September 10th, we have the full moon, the full moon in Pisces. But I want to say on Wednesday, um, on Wednesday, September 7th, uh, Mars is going to conjunct Biden Saturn. So, you know, those are the two malefics, right? Mars and Saturn. Um, Saturn is at nine degrees Gemini and Biden's natal chart in this angular seventh house. And so, um, you know, the last time this happened was about a year and a half ago. And that's when he fell on Air Force One. He was walking up the steps. You know, sometimes you see from time to time this in the news where, you know, people concerned around his health because he fell and, you know, he's going to be 80 and, you know, all of that stuff. And then, you know, he got COVID and his wife got COVID and, you know, 
So, um, you know, there, there could be some, um, something going on regarding his health. We might, there might be news of another health issue. I don't know, you know, Gemini rules the hands, arms, legs, you know, so there he was falling, right? Gemini transportation on the ramp up to Air Force One. So um, not that we want to create these things, but there could be something around his health, Saturn and Mars being major significators of in health and medical astrology. So um, we might be finding news around that. Um, certainly, um, and Gemini is around the mind too. So maybe some cognitive situation or, you know, with, um, cause I know there's also been, um, you know, different, different stories that have surfaced here and there around that. Who knows? We shall see. Astrology is nothing but fascinating. Anyway, moving right along. Um, the Pisces full moon is on September 10th. Um, full moons always represent endings, of course, in the sign of Pisces, this is a completion of, you know, what we began with our efficiency, our efficiency work that starts today, you know, and then reaching that peak and completion fruition on the full moon, where we can just let that go. Um, endings, uh, releases, emotion, you know, Pisces moon, very emotional, right? I always go through Kleenex a lot whenever the moon's in Pisces, but the full moon in Pisces, you know, you might be very sensitive and extremely, uh, very, certainly very caring and compassionate. So it's the, it's the polar opposite of the Virgo-ness. So it's finding that balance between efficiency and, and caregiving and um, being in the sweetness, the sweetness of life, um, releasing emotional attachment. It's going to be in a square to Mars. Uh, the moon is going to be at a critical degree. It's 17 degrees of a uh, mutable signs like Pisces is considered a critical degree in astrology. So it's something to be a full, very aware of, more aware than others. Um, it's the ruler of that full moon is going to be Jupiter, um, you know, because it's ruled by Pisces and Jupiter's in retrograde. So that there's a, and it's an inversion, meaning it's it's in a kind of a blind spot in the in the sign next to it, right? Pisces Aries. So Jupiter, the full moon, you know, can't see its ruler so that there's like some stress there about the ability to get supported or be supported and Jupiter's retrograde, right? So it's, it, it brings up all of these, um, these uh, connections and ideas. What's at play here? Um, it's um, also the exaltation ruler is Venus, right? Venus is exalted in Pisces. So love and relationships and harmony while well, Venus in, in its um, is op opposing the moon. And it's also remember in its, in her fall. So there doesn't, they may not, you might not feel, it might be challenged around feeling and getting support. So it might be a little more challenging with this full moon. Um, on the 10th also is the day that Mercury stations retrograde at eight degrees Libra. What I find interesting, and then it's going to go back into Virgo and then go direct. Um, but, you know, in two things interesting around this. One is that there's this asteroid or minor planet called Fortuna, which is like the wheel of fortune. And Mercury stationing retrograde at eight degrees Libra is going to be exactly aligned or conjunct with Fortuna. And you think about Venus being the ruler of this uh, Mercury in Venus's temple. Venus is around personal finances and money. It's also in the sign of Libra, the arts and beauty and love and relationships. And so there's this for conjunct Fortuna. There could be a change in one's fortune um, regarding relationships, love, harmony, beauty, 
um, glamour, you know, all of these Venusian things, rich, you know, luxury is very much a Venus and Libra thing. I think of Ginger Rogers, you know, dancing with Fred Astaire, and those, that was when Neptune was in Libra. You could see Hollywood history through, you know, where was Neptune, right? And Neptune was the movies, and Neptune and Libra was these beautiful, you know, those movies with the Busby Berkeley girls and the glamour and the and the um, otherworldliness of beauty and Ginger and her long satin flowing dresses spinning around and all you know, those floating boas, you know, that's just so Libra, right? <laughs> so um, <laughs> thank you for indulging me. Anyway, um, but conjunct Fortuna, we might be like, there's some, is there some uh, shift or change in fortune, right? That the, the shift, you know, Mercury likes to travel and move. You go here and you stop, you go backwards, you revisit, maybe revisiting something or uh, maybe a reversal of finances. Um, if you didn't have good fortune, maybe there would be something good coming because, you know, North Node is in Venus ruled Libra, uh, Venus ruled Taurus, um, but it could be a change of, of circumstances for sure um, regarding our relationships and ideas and attitudes regarding love and, and women and friendship. So um, that would be uh, certainly a, a theme that's going to be that we get to journey with during Mercury's retrograde. By the time Mercury gets into that retrograde on September 10th, it's going to be um, there will be six planets retrograde in September. Six planets. That's a lot of retrograde. You got Mercury. We have uh, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune and Pluto. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> so Mars is and Mars is not. No, Mars is not retrograde yet. So ignore what I just said. <laughs> Did I say Mars? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, it's not Mars and it's not Venus. So but it is Mercury. So let's do this again. OK, it's Mercury, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune and Pluto. Yay. Those six. So all the outers and then there's uh, and then there's Mercury. So that that's a lot of rethinking and and revisiting. So this is like, you know, things slowing down. So if you're trying to get things off the ground, for heaven's sake, give yourself, cut yourself some slack. Use this time to really all these planets are moving in the motion with the sun. So it has more of a, a highly elevated eternal soul searching aspect to them. So that's what the where the universe wants. Ride that horse. Ride that horse in the direction it's going. That's what Warner Earhart used to say. Better, it's just better to ride the horse in the direction, right? Don't fight it. And so uh, until October 3rd, we'll have six planets in retrograde. And then it'll go down over October. Then it'll be five, it'll be five you know, when Mercury goes out of retrograde. And then it'll be four and three. And then when Mars goes retrograde, we'll have four planets um, back to like four. But that's a little more manageable. Six is is an awful lot. You know, that's what, what did we call that? A retrograde storm or something like that. Um, anyway, so uh, moving on, Saturn is going to square Uranus from the 15th to the end of the month. We'll really feel that. It's not going to be by degree like it was last year, but certainly that feeling of what must change versus what do we hang on to? as we build our future society, what's worth keeping and really taking full stock and accountability for that, but also incorporating things that are new, that reflect new values that are say innovations for the earth, like say solar powered or wind farms or, um, you know, um, 
innovative agricultural solutions with Uranus and Taurus, um, things, I'm just, you know, one, one uh, possible thing. And so look, it's taking, you know, having that square is like, we, it's that conflict. It's where action needs to be taken. And one, that part of us that wants to evolve and move forward with progress. And then there's this part that wants the brake pedal to keep things the way they were. And so there's that tug of war. So that'll be really more prominent from the middle of September to the end of the month. And then the 16th and 17th uh, sun, the sun in Virgo is going to be opposing Neptune and Pisces. So the sun Neptune opposition, um, you know, this might be where we get organized with, you know, our art or our dreams and our visions or music, or poetry, you know, things that are very Neptunian, transcendental reality, you know, so that's the, the critical eye of the sun you know, maybe really uh, honing in and getting a really getting really industrious around uh, and making an effort to really move into these and, and to em encompass and balance these these mystical states with our everyday routine. Maybe there's a way in which we can weave and incorporate that, whether it's art or music or meditation or dreaming or journaling. Um, you could also be about taking a, a discerning eye, that Virgoan discerning eye to um, secrets and things that, that we've kept secret from ourselves or we're not, or we're confused around or the shadow side of ourselves. So that, that'll be around the 16th, 17th, we have that opportunity. And then at the same time, uh, Venus is also going to be squaring Mars. So just like the sun is squaring Mars for this entire Virgo lunation, then Venus is going to take that, take the sun's place and square Mars. So again, war of the words, war of the worlds, you know, <laughs> of, of being careful to not, um, to be, you know, yes, we want to be discriminating um, and in, um, in our relationships and our connections with others, but we don't want to just throw out the baby with the bathwater either. So it's like finding, you know, what what action needs to be taken um, that we can be discriminating, um, but we're not a warring either. So um, regarding relationships, our business dealings, you know, you think about Gemini in the marketplace. Um, so um, maybe about seeking practical solutions. Uh, the 18th, 19th, we have Mercury is going to be opposing Jupiter. And so there's a search for truth. Uh, how do we integrate, um, you know, self-empowerment with taking care of others or thinking about others and um, our relationships with others, peaceful negotiations, speaking our truth in a harmonious way, but also discovering the truth of who we are. So self and others. Um, 19th and 20th, Venus and Virgo um, is making a trine, a very positive trine. So it could be some, some excitement with trining Uranus, Uranus and Taurus. So we might be finding maybe there's some innovative solutions regarding, um, you know, financial matters, um, certainly um, with work and service and the environment, the things that we value. I also think about Venus and Virgo, like because it's it's in her fall, you know, like maybe women not feeling support in the workplace, you know, like the, the uh, hand, especially with Virgo, we think about crafts and, and things that you make with your hands. And so maybe there's there's some solutions that that can be had, practical solutions that will really um, innovate and create an open new doors of opportunity with the trine with Uranus. Future future thinking. Uh, Friday the twenty third, we have the Sun 
go and Mercury move into that magical Kazemi window. So that'll be Kazemi, which is exactly in the throne room of the sun. So Mercury's protected from all the burn that he had to endure to get to that spot, right? And then for those moments in time, well, zero degrees Libra is another critical degree. There's those words again, critical degree. And so um, fairness and, you know, our thoughts and our attitudes and things around and how we relate to each other regarding fairness and equality. Maybe it's about with, um, you know, for um, because Venus is the domicile ruler. So, you know, how we connect uh, the people who we love, the agreements that we have, Mercury and, and Venus is about agreement. Um, quality for, you know, even women in the workplace, women leaders uh, speaking up, um, what's essential, what needs to go. That could be um, one of the, you know, this is um, because the exaltation ruler where they get, where this uh, Kazemi gets support, Saturn, retrograde in Aquarius is the exaltation ruler. So what does that mean? Saturn and Aquarius, you know, we're, we're spending this time, these five months of Saturn retrograde in Aquarius is, is to, you know, we're building our future, our, our ideal society. And so what needs to be checked and what needs, and so that there's an eye on what needs to be checked and what needs to um, be fairly looked at and accounted for, you know, as we are seeking and creating these harmonious uh, agreements and relationships with each other. Uh, Friday the 23rd also the sun goes into Libra so um, Venus is the ruler of course Venus will be fully you know the goddess in charge of this of that um, of that season as she always is and Saturn is exalted in, in um, Libra so Saturn is the exaltation ruler of course I'll get more into that hopefully Rachel will come back yay Rachel um, and maybe Lindsay too you know who has been in Italy for the summer uh, we missed you. We miss you, Lindsay. Um, but, uh, you know, we've been having, Rachel and I have been having a great time. Um, she did Leo, we did Virgo. And so hopefully we'll have her back and we can talk Libra, all things, the archetype of Libra. It's great, great, good, green, evergreen information. So that'll be at the end of the month. Um, Saturday the 24th, Venus is going to oppose Neptune. And so again, this, this discernment comes into play versus confusion and idealism and being real versus being in fantasy land uh, regarding our dreams or regarding our work, uh, maybe discern discerning what dreams are worth keeping and pursuing and working on. Um, Sunday into Monday, the 25th, 26th, we're almost done. We're almost at the end of the month. Uh, Venus will be uh, in an overcoming trying to Pluto. So there's this care to attention, a care and attention to details, assisting in the shadow work. Um, it might Maybe there's something about workplace care, um, getting a boost, you know, attention to health, service, um, things that will help us create a new sustainable society. Um, the new moon will happen on that same day. The new moon will be at two degrees of Libra, the Libra new moon, and that'll be the final new moon before the solar eclipse. So very exciting time getting ready, right? The winds of change are blowing. Um, Monday, the 26th, the sun will be opposing Jupiter. So themes of leadership and women come into play. Uh, we're revisiting the big picture around leaders, people at the very top, um, incorporating equality with leadership and women, I would say women and empowerment. 
Um, Mercury is also at the same time aligned with Venus and Virgo. So they could be, this is great for writing. This is great for editing, um, maybe getting praise for, you know, being discerning um, and efficient. Um, meeting, you might find yourself, you know, how you meet and socialize could be via books or intellectual pursuits or agriculture or volunteer work or hospitals. These are all areas that that might uh, come up for you. And then we finish out the month with um, Monday to Wednesday, the 26th to the 28th. We have Mars and Gemini um, is, um, remember, he's still direct. Uh, he's going to be trining Saturn and Aquarius. So that will that could provide you know some vigor around commitment with long-term actions with selling and marketing and networking and um, education new ideas so you know finding support for those things okay so yeah that's it <laughs> finally we got oh that was all that detail right what can I say it's it when when it's Pisces season I'll I'll have three words right you know <laughs> ah. Anyway, um, I hope you have enjoyed this and um, it's always great to hear from everybody. So um, how are you, what are you planning to do uh, for this um, if totally efficient uh, Virgo season? And how are you handling that Mars and Gemini? That over-caffeinated, over-stimulated Mars and Gemini, hopefully breathing and keeping your feet on the earth, keeping grounded will be a very good thing to do for everyone, no matter where it falls in your chart. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this and I look forward to seeing you soon. And thank you all so much for listening. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Take care now.